Welcome back to Keeping Education on Track, COVID edition. I'm your host, Caitlin, and in this episode, I'm talking lockdown learning from a parent's perspective. So suddenly you're homeschooling, now what? With thousands of schoolchildren up and down the UK being taught at home as the COVID-19 pandemic brings the life we know to a temporary halt yet again, parents having to adapt to a whole new experience. Meet Catherine. She, along with 75% of the population, have had to join the army of lockdown learning troops to three different age groups. As if being a parent wasn't hard enough, we took all things pandemic parenting as she had just been a teacher literally overnight. We taught the fears, worries and realities, how this role has changed her and why she's actually grateful to be playing teacher at such a unique time. Hello, my name is Catherine Dalziel and I'm a mother of three. My oldest child is 20. 21. Middle child is 15, almost 16. And my youngest child is eight. I'm now on week three of homeschooling and it's not going too bad. Wish me luck. Can you run me through quickly, like a little day in the life of what is kind of your schedule? I get the kids up because I don't think it's good for them not to get up early. We have breakfast, get washed and ready as normal as if it was a normal school day. We set everything up. We sit at the kitchen table because there's no distractions and the television's off. And we start work. And we just assess it. As long as we do the live lessons and the work that's related to that, I do tend to mix it up a little bit. And then by the afternoon, when he's had his catch-up lesson, we've normally done everything anyway. We'll go out for a, a long walk and everything like that. And we try to incorporate leisure time that way. You've got to remember they are young. You know, they've still got to live their lives, yeah. haven't they? Obviously, it hasn't been the most of an ideal situation. As a parent, how do you think the pandemic has affected you? Well, I suppose now I'm parent and teacher, aren't I? So I suppose in that respect, the the role is, it's become more complicated because I have to be two people to my children. Basically, for my younger child, my middle child, with being at a GCSE level, she's quite independent. And obviously, my older child is even more independent. But the structure of the learning, I have to focus on that as a parent for my younger son, but make sure that it's being done properly. Another word for terrified, more descriptive. Um, petrified. Do you think your perspective has changed as well, like, going on from this? Do you feel like as a parent going into a post-pandemic world, do you feel like your parenting will have changed? No, I don't think my parenting will have changed. I don't think this has changed my parenting. I've just got to bring another tool out, as in I've got to be a teacher as well. I've got to keep him stimulated and focused on the learning because he doesn't want to do it because he's in his home environment. He just feels like, oh, I can do what I like because I'm at home. So it's making that change for him. And I suppose as a parent, I am lots of different things at different times anyway. So that's not really changed. Obviously, I would rather him be at home and I'd rather them all be at home getting their education and be safe and be everyone else be safe than being in a school environment and achieving, I don't know if it'd be any more anyway. So it's been quite the transition then. Well, it's a different structure and it's a different kind of feeling, but it's not really... I don't think it's made our family any worse and I don't think it's made his learning any better. I think he'll still go back to school and he'll go back into that kind of structure because he'd already learnt that behaviour from his, you know, being at school previously. I say it is a struggle, as in it's a struggle for him with his concentration because it's too stimulating around him and he hasn't got his friends to interact with. I mean, that's something I, I think is probably... The worst thing about it is they're not able to interact with their friends or what they can interact is not the same as being at school, physically playing, you know, chattering and everything like that. But the positive things are there as well. I mean, obviously, I get to know what he's learning. I get to assess how he is. And also from the live lessons, I also get to assess by how advanced his peer group are or how he is 
it becomes more clear to me of where he is and his learning, his maturity and his level of learning than it, it's ever been before because you never get that taste of kind of thing. Do you feel that pressure to replicate a school-like environment for him or are you quite easy going and finding your own little pattern as you go on? A bit of both. 50-50 on that. He has got a timetable from school and they are quite strict on that and it, it seems it it's quite full on. However, we deviate from that because... We have to incorporate other things and I also will start it earlier or I'll try to catch him at the right mood because also I'm using a lot of bargaining here and like saying, well, if you don't do that, then you're not doing this. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's all praise and rewarding in that respect. And so also, you almost have to switch off that like mum nature in you and become a little bit more stern and, yeah, you know, so mum, you've got that in you anyway because you've always got to, you know, we're not living in a 50s comedy here. It, this is true life and... You know, you've got to sometimes... I've always got to be on it on it with him anyway because otherwise, if I let him just be, do what he wants to do, he isn't going to do any learning. He's just going to watch television or play on his game. He's not going to want to do anything. It's a funny age, isn't it? It's a hard one. Have you felt that it will have an influence? Do you think he'll look back and feel like he's missed out on anything? Like, do you I feel like think, he's missing out? I don't think he'll think he's missed out on anything because I think he'll enjoy it. He's enjoying the time at home more. I think some days he's probably bored and some days he probably would want the stimulation of going to school and seeing his friends. But I think he won't be affected by this at all. He probably won't even be... It won't even be a a negative memory that he looks back on. It'll be... I think he'll see it in an ideal kind of world where he was messing around and playing and he was staying up till a bit later and he was doing what he wanted to do and he was reading what books he wanted to read. Do you think you'll feel like that as well? Do you feel like you'll have gained from it as well? I think there's always something to gain. I mean, there's nothing not to be gained by spending time with your family if you enjoy your family. So... I'm always up for that and I think it's it can be quite over, overwhelming but that's the same for everybody whether you're teaching at home or not. If everyone's in the same area all the time there's no respite from it, there's no able to go out, I mean all you can do is have a walk. It's not the same as having the freedom and we always want to do what we can't do. Definitely. What are you doing in this like abnormal situation just to feel a bit more normal? I think it's just become the new normal, hasn't it? I mean, I don't know what normal was before anymore. You just adapt to your situation. We're human beings and that's, we're, that's what we do. We adapt, don't we? It's, yeah, we all know it as well. We're all going through the same kind of thing. It's not like we're just doing it in our family. You know, everyone should be doing it and everyone should be. I think it would be strange for families that possibly aren't, you know, when the kids are going to school and everything is still quite normal. I mean... I don't know if that's able to say what we're doing to keep ourselves normal. I think we're just doing what we're doing with a view to hopefully that in the in future, in, say, next year or the year after or something, things will be different and another normal will evolve with more freedom. Bring that on. What is keeping you sane through it? Humour's good. And you look at things and you read things and you see things and they're nice things and you've got to take comfort from that. I think you've got to be looking on the bright side and you've got to be thinking, well, things will have to improve and just being grateful sometimes, just thinking, well, at least we are okay, and, you know, and then you you see such awful things, you think, well, at least that's not us. And you've got to look to the future and think, you know, one day we'll go again to the beach and stuff like that. And if you dwell on negative stuff, I think it'll bring you down. Not that I'm saying that you can always look on the positive, but sometimes you've got to sort of... It can't be forever. Yeah, because course, have got to think, well, you know... Really, haven't we? In yeah, that? definitely. I've got a little quick-fire question for you. Off the top of your head, what are three things you're most grateful for in this pandemic as a parent? Internet, <laughs> Netflix. Absolutely. Chocolate. 
<laughs> just get the sugar rush going. Get it going. <laughs> and say a year from now, you know, imagine this: the world restored. There's no more COVID. We can all live our lives. Do you think you're going to have those post-lockdown learning blues or are you going to be quite glad just to, like, be able to go back to the normality of before? I don't think it'll be blues. I mean, I think everything will evolve at such a slow pace anyway that when everyone goes back to school, again, it'll be like after the Christmas decorations go down and the house seems a bit empty... But I mean, but as I say, I think the world will be different anyway. I think this will be such a gradual thing. Things will be phased in so slowly anyway. And, and you know, I can't see that COVID in 12 months' time is going to be any different. You know, I think it will still have an impact on how we're living our lives. Different. There's just things are changing, aren't they? You know, we, we haven't ever lived through this kind of thing before. None of us are aware of it. Most of us have never even lived through a, a war or anything like so that. So, that, no. you know, this, is, this has hit everybody. It's hit them in the face. So we're all having to change and we're all, you know... We've got to deal with it, haven't we? Exactly. What is your plan for the rest of the day, then? With that view in mind, I'm going to have to go and finish off the last of the live lessons to make sure everything's up to date and what the teacher expects for him to have done. Check that through. And then too much after a dog walk, the time's his own. By that time, it is the end of a school day anyway. (laughs) Happy days. Big thank you to Catherine there. What resonates the most is that this isn't going to last forever. And although it's daunting, you're not alone. Here are some top tips to help in these wild circumstances. Create a healthy learning environment that works for you, your child and the school's expectations. Scheduling is everything. In addition, use what you're given by the schools and adapt it to suit you. Don't teach, help them understand. You're both equally adapting to a whole new normal. So it's important to understand together. And most importantly, do what you can. You're a parent and what your child needs the most is your love and support. And this is the end of the episode. In the next, you'll be hearing from Beth on how her teachers are adapting in COVID times. Thank you and stay safe.